Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on PRNFM on Connect to Love. I am joined by the most amazing co-host, Michael J. Russ. I want to welcome you, Michael, and I'm super excited for our topic. But first, I'd like to say welcome to this amazing year, 2023. Yeah. Uh, lots of amazing, that. incredible things yet to unfold. So many. Yeah, so many. We... Thank you so much. Yeah, I, 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 am, I am so blessed to be here with you in this in this space in this platform it's uh, oh. always something i look forward to you're amazing likewise <laughs> it is 2023 <laughs> it is it is and so many so many interesting things so every year i i like to read a book by uh antoine saint exuberi called the little prince and i read it in french or i read it in english but every year i cry <laughs> because it touches my heart I, it is just such a sweet tender book and one of the quotes from there is um it's only with the heart that one can see rightly what is essential is invisible to the eye and it i i truly believe that i think that the heart in each one of us really does help us see when we tune into the energy of our heart i think that it's a space where there can be no judgment there's no right wrong good bad whatever it is whatever is true for us you can find within that heart i think that the people in our lives you see a mother embrace her child um, there's that she pulls the baby close to her heart there's a deep very precious connection that's formed uh, from the time when we were infants and I think that our heart even though a heart could be broken and is vulnerable I think that it allows us to experience and to connect with others on such an amazing level and I and I really when we speak about having an open heart that is um, another thing that really I think can make a difference I just posted I don't know if you had an opportunity to see it Michael but a video of a, a gentleman who made half of a heart with his fingers and I as thought. people were walking by he opened it out and invited them to come in and to connect and oh, yes, I just thought I that. how That's beautiful how brilliant how brilliant standing on the how sidewalk brilliant. yeah and that, to the, me, is the, is the power of the heart, right? Yes, absolutely. And although there were people, yeah, and although there were people that were resistant, even though he just he held it there, he was an open heart. It was his way of extending that opportunity to connect with him. And even though people were quickly gone, they all left with a smile. Some of them shook their heads, like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> but to me yeah. it, it was really it was a significant choice that they made at that moment in time to to actually connect with somebody's heart and and that's what i find so beautiful about it i think the the wisdom of the heart we talk about all of these things and really tapping into the heart and so i thought that what a way to start the new year but to to speak about it and how powerful we are you know i think it's one of our our superpowers that when we can touch into that heart center everything is possible so when i took uh, my uh, yeah. when i took a cruise in december i i i made it a point to uh, i set an intention to connect with people on a heart level as i um during the during the time on the cruise and it, it's amazing how many people 
it didn't matter whether I yeah, was going to spend time with them, we were having lunch together or dinner or whatever. It was just I wanted to make sure that I I smiled and I had this connection with them that that was uh, that was big and purposeful, and uh, it was highly successful. I I should say uh, to the point where the <laughs> the um, uh, head, the officer in charge of the human resources, noticed it at the end of this end of the cruise that night before the last night. He said, "Hey, I've been watching you. You're you're pretty amazing." <laughs> I said, "What?" Isn't that- he says, "Yeah." He says, "Yeah." He says, "I've been watching the way you connect with people. It's really really amazing." And I said, "Thank you." I said, I "Appreciate it." And and it's 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 something that it being in the in the sales profession for for forty five years. I have found that in in all honesty you your heart connection is you want to make a heart to heart connection with people whether or not they end up buying your product or not the whole idea is to make a heart to heart connection with them and that's through your I do it via my presence via my smile uh it my attitude about what I'm doing and it's it's something that I cherish and that I've come to really, really focus on uh, with a lot of deep intention before I connect with people. I think about how I can, uh, I can make an impact and how quickly I can get them to smile. That's really the magic in life, I think, is the smile. Smile is infectious. And you'd be amazed at how many people are not, they, they don't smile. They're just, serious about life or they've got something else they're somewhere else but they're not present and the one thing about a smile is it is something in my view that you do when you are present mm-hmm. and uh and I, and I know I've touched their heart when they smile when they giggle or laugh about something you know that's and I want to get to that point as quickly as possible bring them into the present suck them into the present moment of a heart-to-heart connection and um I, I make it uh, make it a point to, to, to do that. I encourage our listeners to do the same. We get too caught up in our own lives, too caught up in in our outer world to really recognize that everyone needs and deserves a heart-to-heart connection. Mm-hmm. And whether it's your own family, whether it's your friends, uh, with perfect strangers, um, that video that you sent was probably one of the most unique videos that I've seen, period, in my life, where someone is, is instead of doing a, a selfie, they're doing this, this video where they have half the heart shape with their hand. Brilliant idea, by the way. And mm-hmm. he's on a, he's on a, he or she's on a sidewalk, because I didn't see who it was, on the sidewalk, then, they, you know, doing half a heart. And it's something that's come to be uh, the, the, the symbol uh, made with your, your, your hands and your fingers of a heart has, has become a universal symbol. You don't have to speak someone's language in order to understand that symbol. And it's really unique. I mean, it, every culture understands what that symbol is. And it's fascinating. And he just did half. And you're right. Some people did it willingly. Others did it, eh, we're a little suspect because that's, the way, you know, people have learned to be by engaging in their outer world uh, without any kind of, uh, with, with, with lots of filters, so to speak. Um, and, 
I thought it was beautiful, and I appreciate you sharing it. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I I see the heart really as our our gift. It's it is our gift. It's our connection. There's so much that um, I've we've spoken about before about the Heart Math Institute. Um, and yes, we have. And one of the things that I've learned through the science of from the HeartMath Institute is that the heart is actually formed and starts beating before the brain is even formed. And recently, one of the things that I also learned about through them, and it, it was sort of interesting because it was only in 1991 that this was discovered. And of course, it was discovered by a scientist whose last name was Amor, which means love. Amor, which I just, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, so fascinating. But he, what he found was there's actually 40,000 specialized cells within the heart and that they are these sensory neurites and they're actually very much like a brain. And so the heart math became, started speaking about the little brain in the heart. And for those of our listeners that want to delve more into the science aspects of it, I would encourage them to please go to heartmath.org, I think is what is all one word. But what they mm-hmm. found was that these cells learn completely independently of the brain. They feel, they think, um, which I thought was so incredible. And, and the fact that it was, um, that they had their own intelligence just was amazing to me. And so then as the, the science started to evolve, they started to say that you have these neurons that are in the heart, these uh, sensory neurites, and that they reach out. And, and if you, they show on HeartMath these videos of them reaching out with these branches and all they want to do is connect. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They want to yes. connect. <laughs> The yeah. science and, and, and how we, you know, like, and it took from 1991 for, for this scientist to, to discover this. But I found that was so, so interesting. And then as they were studying, they actually found that they also have the ability to remember things. So when they say, like, the heart does not forget, um, and really I think when you have an emotion or somebody touches your heart, and it's such a beautiful feeling and you just, your heart swells beyond mm-hmm. measure, you never forget yeah. that. And, and, and then here you say, well, I don't need science for it. My heart tells me what's true. But here it is. It's in, it's in the hardcore science. And, and I just thought that that was yeah. so, so amazing. And well, the other thing that they said was that when you are in a space where you're feeling, uh, and they said basically to get yourself into into that space, they found like four keys, and, and it was just the four keys, and you and I have talked about them so many times, appreciation, gratitude, care, and compassion, mm-hmm. and that when you were, the heart was feeling those emotions, it couldn't feel anger or frustration or irritation or uh, disappointment or any of those other feelings. It's like it completely cuts them off. And say those, say those again for our audience so they can get that. Um, yeah, run, so run those it, four by them again. Basically, what they said was it's an appreciation for everything and anything, gratitude for anything and everything, care and compassion. 
and it just you know that that's the those are the feelings that create that state and what's interesting you and I and when we had Frankie Love on we were talking about frequencies mm-hmm. and vibration and one of the frequencies that they've measured from this electrical uh, magnetic force that's emitted from this heart is 0.1 hertz, which is really a very, very uh, minute threshold of, we can't even hear it, but it, it's a signal no. that the whales emit. And that when this, this signal, this point, 0.1 hertz, it's actually created by those appreciation, gratitude, care, and compassion. And so if you want to be able to elevate yourself, elevate your emotions, take yourself away from a challenging situation, you think about something that you're grateful for or appreciative of or somebody that you care about. Simple, right? Beautiful. I do that when, uh, by the way, um, that's my number one suggestion to people who who are experiencing loss. Um, loss of someone or, or something uh, is to is because gratitude is a wonderful uh, element of al- alchemy that can immediately can transmute just about everything. And um, when they when they're experiencing loss in the throes of it, I I I say to them that you know when you get to the point where you can be grateful for having had them in your life, for having experienced. Um, the connection with them, then you'll smile instead of mm-hmm. cry. That's what you'll do. And um, that's, it's from sadness to gratitude. You've got to get there. And the, the gratitude is the, way that, is the way that you do it. And if that doesn't work, if there's something else preventing you from getting in there, you can employ forgiveness along with that. You can forgive yourself if there's some sort of um, something that you you did or were a part of that uh, in some way drove uh, drove you apart from each other, and uh, you wished you had had the opportunity to reconnect, but you maybe didn't. Uh, forgiveness is is a tool that you need to use, and gratitude in conjunction with gratitude for the time you actually did have uh, a connection with them, a deeper connection. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh, 100%. You know, Michael, I'd love if you would share a little bit um, with the audience about exactly how you open your heart. As you said, you you were on that ship, and, and when you dropped into that space and opened your heart, uh, what does that look like? So for our audience members who don't get to interact with you in person at the moment. Thank you. Um, it looks like, uh, it looks, number one, it starts with you, and you have to feel good about yourself, good about life. You have to get on, on par with those feelings. And what you're really doing, when you're, when you're resonating those frequencies of, of love and compassion and empathy, caring, um, gratitude, forgiveness, when you're in the higher realms of, of frequencies, it is obviously much easier to convey those because you're already resonating them. And, and that's really what I do. I, I, I focused when I was on the ship, I focused on how grateful I was. We're coming towards the end of the year, so I was already starting to think about the things I was grateful for this year. Um, I literally, if there was anything that I uh, somehow did this year, I forgave myself for it, let it go. I put myself in a state of meditation a couple of times where... Uh, I was just listening to the water, the ship going through the water, 
Uh, I was on a place where I could hear that, where the water was, the ship was moving through the water, and I could hear the the rustle of the uh, of the uh, the waves as it uh, as it moved forward. Uh, and then the connection is simple: you look people in the eye, uh, because you have to look them in the eye. You look them in the eye, look mm-hmm. deep into their eyes, and and say hello. And who are you? <laughs> you know. Where are you from? What are you doing here? Because we all have a common uh, purpose for being on the ship is to get away from whatever it is that, that we're doing. So I, I, the, per, the questions I asked most often were, uh, the first thing I said was, hello, uh, I'm Michael, and who are you? And they would tell me the name, and I'd say, well, what brings you here? What made you um, take this trip? And then eventually I'd say, you know, where are you from? And they would, they would tell me. And invariably, I would develop a connection, a deep connection, by their answers to those questions. One of those questions immediately, boom, boom, it would come up. Uh, and I take, a lot of the people on the cruise, this is very interesting, a lot of people on the cruise were in their 70s and 80s. Hmm. It was interesting because, yeah, it, it, because it left out of Miami, there were a lot of retired people, a lot of older people in their 70s and 80s who wouldn't have gotten on a plane to travel nine hours to go to the GNC or, you know, some other part of the world. They did drive to Miami and got on the ship. And so it was a completely different mix of people. So I had a lot of, I had a lot of wisdom to absorb from people. And I met people who had had their own businesses and were CEOs. Uh, and uh, uh, were, I met a professor from Florida State University. I met somebody retired who had a, a, a business, uh, a, a pet, pest control business. And uh, I have, we have a standing invitation to go to some very small town up in Tennessee to hang out with them uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, they, people, it's interesting what you can learn from people. And I think that is really what, what people understood. I wasn't just there to pay them lip service. I really wanted right. to know about them. It's sincerity, number one. Uh, anytime you're dealing with people developing a heart connection, you must be sincere and honest. Stand and listen. Um, there was a woman who was with her mother, and her mother was, 90, was in her 90s, and she was in a wheelchair. And I think she was experiencing some memory issues, uh, some cognitive issues, I should say. And she was on the cruise with her mother, and her mother was in a wheelchair, Every time we saw her, she never walked. She was always in a wheelchair. And uh, this woman said, I, I encountered her because we were sitting next to her, separate table, but sitting right next to her eating. And uh, she'd asked the question about something, and we connected just slightly. And I could tell that she, she was connected for a moment, and then she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was an interesting thing that got me there. All of a sudden, she was... She was there, and she was with you for a moment, and then she was away from you and totally somewhere else, either dealing with her mother, um, concerned or worried about her mother, making sure that things went right smoothly. I mean, I've been in a situation where uh, with, with uh, my mother when we go out, and I'm, making, I'm, I'm very attentive. You want to make sure that things happen the way they should, that they're taken care of. And her mother had, had, more, had deeper cognitive issues than my, than my uh, dad had initially. My mother doesn't have any. So I, I noticed that. I took notice. I took note. And I told my girlfriend later, I said, you know, 
I got this sense. She she connected, we connected, and then all of a sudden the connection was severed when her mind went back to her mother and she was worried about something. She was like in a state of relaxation one moment and then stress the next. Relaxation. So she left her heart and went went into her brain. Yeah, she went into her brain. Very well put. Very well put. That's exactly it. And that is kind of what you do when you're a caregiver. And she was a, she was a caregiver for her mother. She moved from the Northeast, moved to Atlanta to live with her mother and to take care of her mother. So she totally gave up what she was doing. She wasn't married. And she was uh, on the cruise with her mom, perhaps for the last time, I'm not quite certain, but uh, and could never tell that. But it was interesting because we'd had a couple of these encounters. And then the last day, we were about to leave the ship. And I was thinking that's the one person I didn't really make a connection with. And I wish I could have sat down with her and kind of uh, maybe just maybe gave her a hug and, and, uh, uh, and said, which is what I would have, would have done is, is, is sat down with them and said, can I give you a hug? You know, and sometimes they just, you know, they, they, they're taken aback and other times they just, yeah, they think about it for a moment because people don't ask that question. Right? Nobody asks me, can I give you a hug? But I kind of sensed, and I told my girlfriend, I kind of sensed that she needed, she didn't have the opportunity on that cruise to kind of connect with people because she was, she was in, a, in a caregiving mode, in her brain, mm-hmm. uh, caregiving for her mother. But we were leaving. We were getting ready to, to, to make a left and go to the elevators um, from the salon and, and get off the ship the, the, the last day. And here she comes. She had left her mother and come over I think she must have walked at least 30 feet, walked over to us and, and met us as we were walking out. And she said, thank you for, for uh, you know, having kind of dinner with us and everything. She was, she was very cordial, s- smiled, and really appreciative uh, that we had connected with her. Because I don't think a lot of people on that ship had connected with her. They had seen what she was doing, and sometimes people just don't recognize right. that connect- everybody needs connection. And people who are caregivers, uh, bless their hearts, they need connection as well. They have a life. They're individuals. And a lot to get, got to get out of your head at least a little bit. But I was, I was blown away. I was literally walking out the door going, we did make a connection with her. It just wasn't a, a, a connection. That, it didn't have the depth that it had, um, that, that, that we had had with other people who we'd eaten with and sat down with and, and uh, you know, broken bread with just out of um, – because you on a ship you can you can choose in the dining room to eat by yourself or you can share a table with who who knows who they don't you don't you don't know who you're going to eat with but so we said yeah I, I would sometimes it was by ourselves and other times we'd say you know we, we want to share a table with somebody and we sat down and then another couple comes and sits with you and you you talk and you meet each other and um, the the time that happened with the university professor and his wife who was a psychologist we closed the dining room. We were talking to each other. And we left there and we went up to the observation bar. We talked till midnight. And, and uh, again, another open invitation to come down to Tampa or to do whatever, meet with them and, and hang out. And you, it gives you an appreciation that you, for, for, for being able to connect. I, it, to me, it's like I practice the intention. Of, of, I set the intention to practice connecting with people. I want to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm developing these heart connections. It's not about becoming lifelong friends or, you know, hey, let's go to dinner. Or, that's not really what it's about. 
the briefest of connections can have sometimes the biggest impact. Absolutely. The briefest of connections. And um, it's, it's somebody who's serving you. Uh, we often forget when we're in a customer service environment when we're the customer and there's something going wrong. We often forget that the person sitting in front of you is simply delivering a message. They're not, they didn't cause the problem that you're looking to deal with. And so their job is not to absorb your negativity, which unfortunately they have to do. Their job is to assist you with moving forward. And when you are kind to them, when you care about them and show a sense of, of uh, develop a sense of connection with them, when you att- make that attempt to make a heart-to-heart connection with them, you feel better and you leave them feeling better. You leave them feeling so good and so appreciative that they're doing what they're doing. You, everybody has, the oppor- has to have the opportunity to feel that what they're doing is important. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what I it agree. is. And that, I, yeah, and we, we forget about it. That's just what we do. I see it all the time. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where you are. I think that when you are in a state of dropping into your heart, it gives you a, an extra sense of intuition and it almost, I think, broadens your scope of seeing the dynamics of everything that's going on around you. Um, mm-hmm. what's, what's interesting about, and this is what I found so fascinating, was you, you, we talked uh, in the past about the states of the brain and you know, alpha, beta, theta, um, delta mm-hmm. when you sleep. But mm-hmm. when the brain, when you are actually in a heart-centered space, brain goes into what they call gamma and if you look at it it's a very fast up and down wave and in my opinion it's almost like it doesn't allow the brain to think it doesn't allow it to go into that the analytics of why whatever it's just okay the heart is taking over and it's that's when the magic happens and i i i you know so many times we, we and you are the same way you go to a lot of these restaurants and they know you and even though they're not part of your family you get to know them on a a personal Mm -hmm. level and Mm -hmm. so when you see like we went out on Christmas Eve uh, for dinner and they were short-staffed and you knew they were short-staffed when the head chef was bussing the tables and and our our table we didn't know we had a reservation our table was not ready when we got there and my partner was a little irritated, I said, let's take a minute, look around. Look at this. Mm-hmm. The head chef is busting the table. They are doing the best they can. It's time right. for a little bit of care and compassion. These people wait on us all year round. You know, this is right. not an easy evening for them. And mm-hmm. and then he's Correct. like, oh, you're right. And it took him one, you know, minute. And he's like, wow, I can see how hard they're working. And, I, you know, they're really trying to do their best for everybody to make it a nice experience. Yeah, that, I and, agree with you. And, but, and, and I do. I think that there's a certain intuition. You sort of feel, you know, when you, oh, you're in that space of the heart, you feel what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, mm-hmm. As an empath, you, you have right. that, uh, that space. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and I you're think inviting it, empathy and compassion. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, yes. You're and, inviting that into... Purposely, you're slipping into that space, empathy, compassion come forward, and you feel the love for them, the love for 
that that they have for what they're doing and the place uh, and even the, the chef it's it's kind of challenging to to explain um and i know you're doing your best you can however it is a feeling it is a it is a space that you slip into that supersedes everything it, it yeah. you're, you go out of your head all of a sudden you're in your heart you're caring you're empathetic uh, to the point of almost, hey, I'll bust that table for you. You know, I mean, it's like yeah, I know exactly. That's, what I, that's this, what I felt like. Right. Let me let me help you. Let me help you do this. What 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 can I help you do? Even though you're there as the customer, because you have taken the time to make that connection with them earlier in the year or in years over the years, it is you 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 have a sense of of I don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. I'll do this. And you make sure that some other people who may not be as forgiving and as compassionate as we are, make sure that they get your best. We know what your best is, it looks like. And um, it was interesting because there is a, there was, I was, I was somewhere recently where, see, where was it? Oh, it's, it's, um, it was it was on the, it was actually it was on the ship uh, several times. These guys were running around trying to make sure that everybody was taken care of. And I'm just the kind of guy when I ate, or if we sat at the bar and we had a glass of champagne and we ate lunch. After it was after the lunch, I'd see that I was about ten feet away from where the people would would bus. I if I was done, I just literally took my plate over and just sat her over there for them. You know, it's no big deal. Um, to, you, I'm sure their officers, uh, their bosses might not like that somebody who paid a lot of money for a cruise is, is doing the work of somebody else. However, I can see how hard they're working. And I don't have a problem if I'm just, you know, 10 feet away that I can go do that. It's kind of like when you're in a place where you're in a restaurant where, uh, you know, it, it, it may be a deli or somewhere else and you're you're seeing that, that things are busy, they may be understaffed, and nowadays a lot of restaurants are understaffed. A lot of our restaurants mm-hmm. we go to um, that have that previously have been have had plenty of staff are are short. It's just it's happening all across the country and all around the world. And it what makes it interesting is that we know the people, we know the managers, we know the chefs, we know the people who 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 are, who are doing their utmost to take care of you. And I don't have a problem uh, if it's in a situation where I can do it, making sure that I help out a little bit, just take a little bit of the, the ease off. And mm-hmm. I tell people, don't worry. We're, we're patient. Go help those people. Make sure that they're taken care of. We know we, we're, we've got all the time in the world. We're not going anywhere. You know, we don't, we're not holding you to a specific standard, which is what a lot of people do when they go in the restaurant. That's why everybody's right. a critic. And uh, we don't need to be critics. I have to tell you this cool story, though. I have to tell you this cool story because I've been dying to tell you this one. It, and it fits right in with, with what we're talking about today. We were in Puerto Rico, the first, uh, the first stop on, on the cruise, and Sandy and I uh, had booked a lunch in a restaurant called Cava in uh, Fairmont Old San Juan. In the Fairmont Old San Juan, it was a hotel that was built in 1958, the year I was born. It opened. And uh, this place was fabulous. I mean, woodwork, hand-carved woodwork panels and the ceilings and the walls and the columns. And we had this beautiful lunch together, she and I. And uh, 
we were on our way out, and she says, well, let's stop at the bar and have, have a glass of wine. And I said, that's kind of cool. We don't, we don't have anywhere to go, anywhere to be. Let's just do this. We've got a couple hours to kill. So we sat down at the bar, and the gentleman who, uh, who helped us was from Puerto Rico. He was born and raised there, spoke very good English, because you'd be amazed at the number of people in Puerto Rico that don't speak English. I find that interesting, however, yeah, uh, very unique. It's so yeah. true. I, I'm, you know, no, no hablo inglés. And I'm like, what? I'll be like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a commonwealth, and I'm going, okay, fine. That, that's cool. I can understand it. Um, you don't, I don't fight it. However, this gentleman who was behind the bar was about 32 years of age. No, I'm sorry. That was somebody else. He was, he was 28. He was 28 years of age. And he, his name was, uh, was uh, Yusau. Yusau. That was his name. And I said, what a unique name. And he says, yeah. Um, he told me what it means at the time. And I, I unfortunately at this point had forgotten. I'm pretty sure I wrote it down somewhere else. But we got to talking and, and, uh, about life and about – because we were the only ones at the bar. So we'd had, you know, a glass of wine, and he stopped to talk with us and stuff like that. And, and long story short, what he said something that nobody had ever said to me before because I was, I was giving him some encouragement. He was talking about some things, and, I, and uh, we were talking about people and relationships. And he says, he says, I noticed something about you. And I said, what's that? And he said, at the end of whatever you say, you always smile. Oh, that's another beautiful. Thing I, to say. I, I was, I mean, Sandy, my girlfriend, looked at me. She, she saw me speechless for like the first time in a long time. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, what? <laughs> I had to have him say it again because I was like, what did, you, what did you just say? My mind was, was desperately trying to process what he just said. And he said, no. He says, it's really interesting. You, you, when you say something to me, you smile when you get with, at the end of what you say. And I'm like, I never even noticed that before. It's, it's well, obviously I don't see myself, but nobody else has noticed it. And he said, he said, yeah, you absolutely do. I said, I don't know how you do that, but I'd like to do that. And I said, well, you're halfway there already, nice my compliment. friend. Wow. And it was, it was an amazing compliment, something that in my 64 years no one had ever said to me before. And I thought that I'd hear, I'd heard everything, you know, every kind of, you know, wonderful comment or this and that or, but the fact that he was so connected, we were so connected that he would say that. And we were, we were talking about deep subjects that we talk about, like in this, in this, on this radio show. And it was, it was, it just blew me away. That was like the highlight of, if you could believe it, at the beginning of the cruise, the highlight of the cruise, it was just something that I had learned about myself that I did not know. Now I'm paying attention to people. <laughs> I'm paying attention to people that I that I talk to, and I'm seeing how people. Oh my gosh, this verse, What do people do when they when they finish a sentence? Do they smile or do they? What do they, how do they look? It's like so, you can see where wow. where now it's opened up this whole new world of of, and I do it naturally without even knowing that I'm doing it. So I wouldn't want somebody to go. To, to just break into a fake smile every time they finish the sentence of some kind. Um, however, it is, it is rather unique. And uh, I don't watch a lot of my own videos, but I, 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 if I had, I, it would probably reveal that uh, I actually do that. And I don't know how I would feel about it, but I wouldn't want to be conscious about it. It's just something that I would love to do. So right. uh, I, the, the heart to connection is big. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it comes to you organically, Michael, because – 
you do mm-hmm. come from a space of the heart and we were, we talked about those mirror neurons that before on a show that that when you are with somebody you, what you're doing is being mirrored within their brain so when right. you're smiling whether it be from your heart or you, you know and you end something with a smile it it's elevating your emotion it's elevating who you are and really you are truly the definition of living in the heart, living from the heart. I mean, that's basically who you are. That is what what you you live your life with bliss, courage, you know, compassion for people. You have joy in your life. And it's not as though you don't have challenges. None of us have a life where everything is is perfect. But it's how you react to it, how long you how long you hold that emotion. You know, so if you, if you had something that was the opposite of positive unfold for you, it's mm-hmm. not something that's going to affect you for weeks, months, years from now. You True. let it go. You let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the best thing anybody can ever do, that was the most sound advice I was given uh, by somebody who uh, was much, much wiser than me, who said, just if you could just forget about what happened yesterday, you'd be, you'd live the most amazing life because you'd be in the moment experiencing the now. If you just forget about what happened yesterday. And I can tell you that over the, the, the last three decades, I have pretty much trained myself to forget about what happened yesterday. If you ask me what happened uh, the second day of the cruise, couldn't tell you. If you ask me what happened last Sunday, couldn't tell you. I don't know what happened. I, I, it's gone already. I was there. I experienced it. I was in the moment. Now it's a different moment. And that is the way I love to live. It doesn't matter. I don't need to regurgitate what I did, you know, all, you know, from the moment I woke up to the time I went to bed. It, it's, it's being with, I live with the intention of being here now on this radio show mm-hmm. with you, having this conversation focused. I'm not looking around and doing a bunch of other things and, uh, it's 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 the beauty of the show that I love doing with you is that it is it is unscripted and it's right here in the now moment. So what people are hearing from us is what is coming to us based on this conversation we've decided to have in this particular case about the wisdom of the heart. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. And what I could encourage our listeners to do in order to move into the space is to be cognizant of the fact that you can be receptive to moving into the space, to mm-hmm. being present. I think it's just as important being present, being present with who you're with at the time. If you're, if you're not with anyone, be present with yourself. Sense your breathing. Sense your focus. Sense how you feel in that moment. And, and ask yourself, where is my focus? Am I thinking about something that's already gone that I can't do anything about? Or am I focused on the future? And are my feelings positive? Are they higher frequencies or am I in the lower frequency realm? Fear, anxiety, what am I worried about something? Am I frustrated? And we have, we have to know where we are and to recognize when we are in our heart space. You, it's something that we develop a, um, a knack for organically. We have to train ourselves to be present. And nowadays, there's so much distraction that it is even more challenging than when you and I were growing up. 
Absolutely. It's a lot more challenging now um, to be in a place, you know, for two weeks on the ship, I didn't have, didn't really deal. I had internet. I might have texted a couple of people like my sister or sent some photos off here and there. However, I didn't have to worry about email. I didn't check email. I didn't check. I didn't concern myself with any social media. I, I kind of just separated myself from all of that. And that's how I was able to, uh, to be more present. Because interestingly enough, if, you, if you're into the digital world on a daily basis all day, detoxing yourself, detoxifying yourself from, from it uh, can, be, can be very, number one, revealing. It can also be a, a freeing experience. Mm-hmm. experience where you're you're able to reconnect with who you are and your own intentions you're not reading about somebody else's misfortune um, challenges you are um, and you're not looking outside of yourself for inspiration which I in my view is one of the most important things that we need to get back to we need to go inside for inspiration if that makes any sense Mm-hmm. Go inside for inspiration instead of going looking to others, looking for something outside of us for inspiration. We are we we are our own uh, energizer bunny inside. We are our own. Uh, we we have the ability to uh, to connect with with our heart in ways that we maybe previously have never taken the time to do. Right. It's it's it's, it's but it's there and. I find that people ask me, why are, you, why are you so happy? Why are you? Because the alternative doesn't feel good. Right. <laughs> you know, the alternative, why, why should I allow something outside of me to make me feel not good about myself and my life? Yet that is exactly what happens. We go further and further away from the heart. The more outside of ourselves we go, the farther we go from our in our connection from our connection with our heart, right. that's just my view, and oh, we have to bring right. it back home. Yeah, mm-hmm. the farther we go, yeah, the, the well, and go. that's exactly what the heart math has said. That when the the brain is in and is in a gamma state, it's actually a natural antidepressant. That's when you're happy, and and right. they said that you can shift that so quickly that signal as soon as you go into the heart it it literally it can shift the brain that quickly as long as it's a coherent and it's a it's a nice easy going sine wave now they have uh years ago i went to see greg braden speak and and um uh roland mccrady from the heart mouth was there and they had these units that were called m waves and you just hook it up to your finger and as you breathe and you practice going into that heart coherence that you kind of drop into the field of the heart and you breathe into it and you're getting the feedback from the computer and you have all sorts mm-hmm. of little games that you can play and you can tell like and and you as you practice it you find that you can get into it you know quicker and quicker and that when you do things just shift and you know there's a technique that they taught us that's sort of like the doorway to the heart brain connection and I'll go over those steps if if you're interested in maybe our audience, but basically to shift your awareness away from the mind and the brain and to go into the heart, basically you just take your fingers or if you want to do a prayer position or just gently touch the heart 
in a way that feels comfortable and good to you. And you see this in cultures all over the world. People put their their hands on their heart. They do a prayer mudra. There's just that interesting calming sensation when we actually touch our heart. And then all you do is breathe in slowly for five seconds. You inhale and then you take the time to exhale for five seconds. And when you do that, it creates that harmony. And then you think about something, as we talked about, that you're appreciative of or grateful for or that you care about or that you have compassion for. And so, and you cannot be in that brain state of analytics when you're in the field of the heart. The, the two just can't coexist. And so a lot of times if I'm having a challenge and that's exactly where I go, I just will I just change the channel. And, and I was mentioning to you before the show, Michael, that I went to an event on the first of the year and it was a, a meditation. The woman had a slide and she said, how easy it is to change the channel. I thought it was a really great analogy. So you can be on CNN where there's politics and news and negativity and strife, or you can change the channel to the Discovery Channel and you'll learn about animals and the planet and all sorts of things that make you smile. <laughs> That's so great. I love the word Discovery. I'm like, okay, let's just, it's that quick. Change the channel. Mm-hmm. Change the channel. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's a it's a beautiful that's a beautiful process of alchemy right there. It's a beautiful that's a beautiful path of, of alchemy. I love it. And uh it is <clears throat> it's something that I am going to, I re, I wrote it down by the way because I I I like to harbor these techniques, try them myself, see how it works out. For me, uh I saw the uh the M wave demonstration in uh in their TED talk. They okay. used it mm-hmm. on stage that where they brought somebody up that was that was anxious about something um, and they were able to take them in a, in, a, in a few moments they were able to change it help them change the channel uh, using this technique and uh, while hooked up to the uh, in wave machine it was really mm-hmm. really eye-opening uh, yeah, and, and what, um, I just wanted to mention one thing that if you do it for three days which they found was that if in 72 hours if you do that uh, where you feel the feelings of love as you're breathing or care, compassion, or gratitude, or appreciation, that in 72 hours, you are building new neural networks. You you actually are changing your brain. Mm. And I, I just, I love that. I love that. I mean, how simple. <laughs> when you're driving, when you're wherever, um, you know, touch into that field of the heart. So i I yeah I'd love I'd love to hear what you you experience when when you do that Michael. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's interesting because I slip in I I when I walk I'm in for the last 5 days it's, it's not a resolution for me it's just something that I've wanted to do and take the time to do uh, because I used to do it a couple of years ago uh before things kind of changed around here with pets and animals and you know, some the passings and other things, the challenges, uh, and horse challenges and things. I used to used to be on a schedule where I would walk like three three miles a morning, every morning. And I've gotten back into that on my fourth day doing it. Uh where I listen to like Frankie Love or listen to uh another uh four thirty two um <clears throat> frequency uh, melody uh, that is pretty awesome that I found. 
that goes on for about three and a half hours. The music goes on consistently for about three and a half hours, all tuned to 432 uh, wavelength frequency. And um, I breathe. Um, I practice breathing while I'm walking. And I sometimes close my eyes for, for a few seconds while I'm walking as I'm breathing and feel myself and feel my body, what it's like to be walking, to be moving, and, uh, and, and how I can make my stride smoother. And it's not so much that I'm, I don't, I'm not really looking around. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm in this space. And it's almost like 50 minutes of meditation for me. So calming, so relaxing. Um, the the frequency of music is setting the stage. I'm listening to myself. I'm getting into a stride, breathing deeply and exhaling deeply, and it's so relaxing that when I get back, I'm not wiped out. I'm just <clears throat> very energized. I'm oxygenated. Uh, my my and and believe it or not. As it, as it would happen if you're spending 50 minutes breathing and calming down and being in a in a sort of a heart-centered space, things are going to come to you. I will, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could I could set the intention to kind of ask my angels to connect, communicate with me about um, the talk I need to give in a month and a half or uh, something I'd like to do a podcast on, and it'll it, being in that space it allows. It allows, I open up that frequency so that I can connect with my higher self and my guides and angels to just kind of put things in my head that I need to know or remember. And sometimes to the point where I'll have to pull on my phone out of my pocket and just go to the notepad real quick and notate something that, that I got some information that came to me. And um, mm-hmm. it's a great space to be. I'm sure runners experience it. Of course, there's the endorphin high and things of that nature from, from that people get from, uh, from running. Uh, I can't say that that's necessarily what I'm experiencing. However, I do walk by some places that are very beautiful, and I take the time to experience their beauty while I'm walking, to look at them and go, wow, this is just this is gorgeous. You see a heron. You might, I might see a deer. Uh, I might see, see a few squirrels, um, a turtle here and there, you know, crossing the path. And it's just, it's life. It's it is so amazingly relaxing to be able to, to do that. And I feel great uh, for, for having done it because I sit all day. And anybody who sits all day in their office, and there's a lot of people out there in our uh, uh, listenership that happen to work from home now. Um, it's, it's good to do something. And I, meditation is one thing. Walking is another, getting out and getting busy. Uh, and uh, developing a, a routine where you can connect with yourself, connect with your heart in, a, in, in something that is, uh, that is so fine uh, is walking. Um, mm-hmm. If I used to, in California, I used to play golf by myself. I used to go out and I used to just go out as a single. And sometimes I'd play by myself, other times I'd play with other people. But if I went out at the right time of day, I'd play by myself. And it's wonderful to do something that a lot of people don't like to do. It's, it's interesting mm-hmm. because this leads me to one other thing. We're talking about the heart and, and the connection. There's a, a, a challenge in this country with many, many, many people. They're alone. Mm-hmm. They're lonely. 
And I was listening to this NPR program about loneliness on Sunday. I could only listen to it for a little while because they made it, they made it so depressing. <laughs> to oh, my to. goodness. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, the music was depressing. And Sandy's sitting next to me going, we're listening to this, and I'm, I'm picking up on this, this, this whole tone of how loneliness is a problem. And she looks at me and she goes, this is incredibly depressing. <laughs> and I said, yes, it is. I have to change the channel. You know, but it made me, I listened to it long enough to understand that in this country and around the world, loneliness is, is, is a problem. People feel lonely. And, and my answer to this particular gentleman is, why do people feel so lonely? And I'm like, I don't know. I, it, it, if you sit down, I'm never lonely. Either I'm I've got a dozen angels either. hanging around, yeah. my, my guide is there, always, you know, red, my Indian spirit guide's there. I know hanging around me. It's not that I am lonely. It's uh, even when I was single, I wasn't lonely. I took the time to just enjoy me, enjoy being with me. And meditation is a great way of, of connecting with something greater than yourself, your higher self, um, connecting to your, your, your gifts and your talents. Um, there are a lot of people out there who pursue their gifts and their talents as a solo mission. Um, Mm-hmm. I, it's not that it's that's so simple that I can say uh, that people who are who have a feel a sense of loneliness uh, are perhaps more thinking about that they are disconnected from their outer world and not necessarily taking advantage of of that period in their lives to connect with their inner world. I feel my inner world connection really takes up a lot of uh, I'm not going to say time. I'm just saying that I really cherish that time where I'm by myself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah, and and it's uh, it's a challenge. I'm sure. I know you uh, have a lot of things that you that you're involved in, that you're passionate about, and that you're pursuing on a daily basis. And what is your thought about loneliness? Well, for me, I'm. I'm never lonely. <laughs> I, I enjoy the quiet in my day and the solitude. And I, I, I don't know. I, I've always been able. I guess it's it's a, a gift because I had a, a loving a loving mother. But I'm sure that I felt her heart as as she, as she was carrying me. Um, that I just. I, I don't know. I feel comfortable really wherever I am in the world, even if it's I'm dining by myself in a restaurant. I'm looking around, I'm observing, I'm feeling what's going on. Um, like you, Michael, when I take a walk, um, it's for me it's about living and learning about the world through my heart, and I experience that. And I'm, I guess I'm gregarious enough, even though I was painfully shy, I'm always able uh, I always seem to find the right person I want to have a conversation with or uh, just share something with. It'll, it just seems to organically unfold. And I think that's hmm. really what the power of the, uh, the heart really is about. It allows us to choose to be in the space of love. I, I saw a video, and I, and I will post a link to it years ago, um, and I can't remember his first name, I apologize, but it was Galloway. And it was a song called Choose Love. And I must have watched this video 
15 if not 20 times because they had images where it was nothing something that wasn't maybe as positive and then something positive and and basically the lyrics of the song were because i choose love and that's where i want to be this is what i want to create and and i want to just mention something because and we can get onto this on another conversation but it you know my mind tends to wander and wander and so one mm-hmm. of the things that i know about the feel of the heart it emanates nine feet from the physical body so i thought to myself right. i thought well that's interesting nine a nine is a 369 nikolai tesla so i thought well if i if i gather with somebody else and i have nine feet and they have nine feet then we've got 18 feet so if i took nine people then i'm going 81 feet so we're all emanating from the heart how many people would it take to reach and really change the frequency and the consciousness of the city if we're all vibrating from the heart so this is where my mind's going and then i'm going well okay so then if i did a city then if i did a state what would it be like if we did the country and i don't think maybe that's a project that you and i want to embark on twenty twenty three I I don't mm-hmm. know it came to me this morning and I just kept thinking the magic of three six and nine and I'm thinking well here we got we got nine feet around us how powerful is right. that so it is uh, true anyway. we can it, it what we it falls in line with the theory that we our outer world changes when we uh, change ourselves and when we connect with our heart and it's a, and, and we send this these positive energy and waves out love uh, gratitude compassion kindness nine feet from our body and other people do it as well we 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 come together we have again it becomes exponential and yes you can do it it's it's happening believe it or not it's happening right now um i know we're we're very close to being over here in in two minutes i'll simply say right now uh, in the united states there's a buffalo new york there was a a football player who was uh, struck by uh, a heart uh, palpitation um that uh during the football game and uh he was from pittsburgh uh, a tall black young man 24 years old and and in essence the whole country has kind of tapped into uh his his uh his challenge and mm-hmm. the wave we're talking about from the heart is occurring right now all over this country as a result of what happened to this young man so yes it, it is a living example of what can mm-hmm. happen his charity donations have gone from 2500 to 6 million wow. in two days in two days um and it's people who care it's touched people in, a, in such a profound way and mm-hmm. uh and, and so i believe that's a living example of what we would like to create intentionally without having to have someone um suffer some physical um malady right you know mm-hmm. so yeah. listen I, I'm based on my clock we're almost out of time I'm simply going to tell you this it is always a joy to talk about anything with you because we're in such the same space and I invite our listeners to uh, check us out on uh, connect to love the podcast on uh, various podcast networks this show is turned into a podcast so that you can listen to it again share it with somebody else connect to love the number two and love um, and there's no it's no coincidence that it that the show is called connect to love and we're talking about heart to heart connection isn't that wonderful mm-hmm. yeah thank you yeah. I enjoy think you. A, enjoy a beautiful and blessed week <laughs>
Thank you. Bye-bye.